What a dick. What a dick. He's... he's something else. Welcome back to another episode of Reading Between the Lines. I'm Kat. I'm Steph. And today we are talking about, drumroll please, for Swing by Wing, <laughs> Rebecca Yaros. So we have been waiting for this moment for a while. Um, Fourth Wing is like, I mean, we read fantasy as kids. Like, we grew up as Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings fans. Um, but as adults, we kind of, like, lost that connection to fantasy. And Fourth Wing brought us back. Exactly. Uh, and this is the book that I read on my way, on my honeymoon. And I got so sucked in. I told Katie, I was like, you need to read it. Yeah. The second book at that time hadn't come out. Iron Flame hadn't come out yet. And we'll do a separate separate episode for... Oh, yeah. We, we can't combine them. We have too many thoughts. Um, so many thoughts. So I actually got a fourth wing tattoo on Thursday night. Um, I got two dragons, one for Taryn and then one for Andarna. Um, and I'm obsessed. Like, it turned out amazing. He did such a good job. He did amazing. If you know anything, I hope if you're listening to this, you've read Fourth Wing or you'll be very confused. Like, Taryn is so big and bad and vicious, but he does, he's kind of like a grunt. He, you know? He's so grumpy. And my tattoo artist was able to capture his personality to a fucking T. Um, but he has a grumpy, heart. but yeah, powerful. Yeah, this, this he's just so captivating. And um, he was able to draw him perfectly and it but it also kind of has like that like, like traditional japanese dragon style look to it instead of like a fantasy style look to it which i actually like mm-hmm. um, um because you see it's, it's it's nothing like you've ever seen before like if you google fourth wing tattoos you're not going to see anything similar to what i have it's very unique and andarna is so fucking cute so she's not colored in but there's like gold glitter surrounding her mm-hmm. um, which is perfect because i mean our our dragon andarna does not stay gold i mean while she is gold in this first book she doesn't stay gold she um, so it does i mean it doesn't well because she's a she's she, an adolescent and yeah that her... still has that gold vibe around her it's just it turned out beautiful and i'm obsessed with it and um you can see I posted a photo of it on our um, Instagram. I think our Instagram name is Reading Between the Lines. Our sister is Reading Between the Lines. Because Reading Between the Lines was taken. Taken. Yeah. So you guys can see a photo of it there. Um, but uh, yeah, it turned out so good. And so it felt fitting. We have not finished our Akatar series. Um, we still have to do Silver Flame. <laughs> but Stephanie's just devouring that book, um, taking it in page by page. Okay. And we were you know anything about Solar Flame. I don't want it to end. And okay, also down here in Alabama, it's been so rainy and I've had the worst headache ever. So when you have a headache, you don't want to leave. And I unfortunately am with this before right now. So I am trying my best. My Kindle says twenty percent. I'm getting there. Trust me, I just want to milk it. I just I just want to be Cassian and that's at this point and but we still wanted to record an episode this week, and um, after getting my um, fourth wing tattoo on Thursday, it just it, it felt fitting to do it tonight. Yes, and this is my favorite. I don't like we were just talking about this before we recorded. I cannot decide whether which one is my favorite. 
it's like apples and oranges. And I described it like choosing between your favorite Taylor Swift albums. It's and it's also like for me, it's a little bit different because everyone knows that like Captain's my favorite dog. But for most people that have like pets, it's like choosing your favorite pet. You can't do it. Like you love them all equally, you know. Um, unless you're me and you have a weird, very weird bond with one of your pets. <laughs> yeah, but or like you choosing your between your children. Yeah, exactly. I just I don't know. Like, well, and I've read because I I know it, it, it's just a short couple of months, but they're different phases of my life. You know, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, I was on my honeymoon when I read Fourth Wing, and it was just so. I went to Grenada. I was waiting in Antelope and I had the beach right there. Like I had a I had a ritual of my week life in Grenada where I would just wake up at like eight, put on my swimsuit, go to the Cafe de Perry, and then walk to the beach and like read for an hour and a half until my husband Kevin woke up. Well, I yeah. did I read Fourth Wing it in a day. Like I I, mean, I I like I started at maybe at like nine AM on a Saturday and I was done by 4 p.m. or something like I, I yeah. legit read it in one day because I could not stop well there got to a point to where with Kevin I was like I'm sorry I'm gonna go over to the private it's, well sorry we're in your honeymoon but I need to go read about my fictional boyfriends and you can ask him you can ask him how my feelings about Zayden he he will we all we all need we all need a fictional boyfriend and what was it so it was just my birthday and his mom my mother-in-law she Gave me some money or whatever. She's like, treat yourself. Well, what did my ass do? It brought me to Books a Million. And I bought myself a Zayden cup. And it says, um, what is it? So fucking hot or something. Yeah. And then Katie was like, you can't bring that one to school. And I was like, no, that's my reading water. So uh, normally I feel like I lead these episodes um, a lot of times. But because... Fourth wing is your baby. You got the full reins on this one. So I thought that we would um start out with the first couple book questions. What did you think of the world building in Fourth Wing? It's not as massive as Akatar. It was yeah. more manageable. Um, it was more bite-sized. Um, I mean, there is this big world, but we don't really know a lot about it yet. So not yet. We're introduced in pieces, in very slow, small pieces, and which I kind of like and appreciate because I really can't handle sometimes when fantasy books are just so massive, and I'm like, where are we? Exactly. So we, what we do learn about this world, we learn about it in bite-sized pieces. So we learn about Basgath, we learn about all these other different territories out there, but we learn about them one by one, mm-hmm. um, which I really appreciated. Because- well. It's a nice introduction of this world because it is very... Yeah, if you're not a fantasy reader and you think you may be interested in fantasy, Fourth Wing is the perfect introduction to fantasy. It is. It's not overwhelming at all. And it's an easy read. It's first person. It's not young adult, mind you. It's not. Very much rated R. Like, there are very much graphic smuts in this book. But it's, it's an easier read. Like, it's more on a young adult reading comprehension it's, yes it's on that reading comprehension with smut <laughs> with smut yes Akatar is, is is much harder i feel like to read it's more um but as long as yeah. once but the 
blessing of Akatar is that as Once you, you get past the first bug, it, yeah, you you learn the language of it. But it's not first bug; it's smooth sailing. It is, and it's not as intimidating as like Game of Thrones or like Game of Thrones is so other ones. I I watched the Game of Thrones series. I watched. I binged it all during COVID. Um, I was always interested, but just really never had the time to devote. And then COVID hit and was like, you lost your job. You can't go anywhere. So I was like, why not? I'm just going to watch Game of Thrones. Um, but I had tried to read it previously. And I'm a huge reader. And I read, I mean, I've read all the Lord of the Rings books. And those are pretty complex. Um, but I, I couldn't do Game of Thrones. It was, yeah, it was troublesome. I don't know. I just get very intimidated. And as we know, I was very intimidated at first with Akatar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had to beg you to read it. I know. But I was just intimidated. So did the author succeed in creating a believable fantasy world where dragons and humans coexist? I mean, oh, yeah. Like, of course. Well, and in the first chapter, it was just a movie playing out in my head. Well, in, they made it so res- there was respect on both sides. Did both sides probably like love what they're doing? Probably not. But yeah. like there was respect to a point that they have a deal and that they follow this deal. Yeah. Um. The, the the dragons were unlike dragons in any other series, which I really loved. They Rebecca Yaris kind of reinvented the wheel here on these dragons. Um, they can talk to the person that they're bonded with. Um, so they have thoughts, they have feelings, they have personalities. Um, unlike some other dragons honestly this is a silly comparison but the closest thing i can even imagine to these dragons are the dragon and shrek like she had she had personality she had she yeah. was a person um and like game of thrones we have i can't, I can't even think of her character name emily whatever her last name is this character she has her dragons but they're just like pets they don't have thoughts they don't have yeah they don't like have any personality to them. Like, no. almost, it's kind of like, do you know Avatar, like, the blue people? Avatar, um, you know how they have their creature, and they connect their hair to their creature, and they feel what that creature feels. Yeah. So that's almost, the like, the kind of thing. Like, they don't have to actually connect themselves to them, but once you're connected with your dragon... Then you, once a dragon chooses you, you feel what they yeah. feel. You can talk well, telepathically. And that's, I think this is a good point to even just say is that when you're with a dragon, you cannot, if you die, they die. If they die, you die. The, the first line of the book, in our, in our, one of my first, the first line of the book is one of my favorite openings to any book ever. A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. Welcome to the fourth ring. Um, because literally, if your dragon dies, you die. You die. Which is how we lose our baby boy Liam. Poor baby boy Liam. And, well, and so, like, yeah. So, but if you die, your dragon can live. Yeah, your dragon will live, but he's going to be miserable. But miserable. So, our maybe never main dragon, Terran. He had a human before Violet. Like, he was bonded to a human before Violet, and they died tragically. Um, and so no one really thought Taryn was ever going to choose another human. Because he was in the depression. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's it's so rough on them. But... Well, because you're tied to that person. You, he was there. He probably, he, there are thoughts, probably, there are not he feelings or your feelings. Like, you're so intertwined that it was like losing a part of yourself. Um, 
So whenever he chose Violet, um, not only was Violet the underdog, like she's small, she has all these health concerns. She was not even expected to cross the thing in the, the first place. Like, yeah. um, the fact that he one came back and chose another human, and two chose her. It was a huge mm-hmm. deal. But as we know that she ended up saving Andarna, the little dragon who's gold and precious. But our pocket full of sunshine. Exactly. (laughs) So Violet's actually like the first writer in history to have two dragons. And like this Mm -hmm. is like a plot line in the book because like, well, they don't even know if it's allowed. They're like, yeah. Well, can she have two dragons? Well, so that's when like Taryn comes in and says, I choose what happens. You know what I mean? Like, but you, the people, don't choose. Yeah, well, I choose. Dragons, was the dragon. dragons have authority over the humans. Yes. Like, the dragons, like, in the hierarchy of life, like, oh. dragons are above the humans. Think about it. The, Hold on. The dragons could just puff fire and you're dead. And they do. So, and it's, but. you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's not it's not coexisting. We know who would win in this fight. There is so, a power dynamic. Yes. So, like, that's a big fight of early on is whether he and Violet have two dragons. And I don't see why not, in my opinion. Because Andarna, at this point, she's a baby. She is. Yeah. She, she can't even fly. She has to strap herself to Taryn yeah. in order to travel with them. Yeah. Like, she's not even a she's not even a teenager. She doesn't even turn teenager until the second. The right? thing is, the type of dra- yeah, the, the type of dragon she is, like they're not big dragons either. Like mm-hmm. even full grown, Violet probably won't be able to ride her. Yeah, she's t- like she, like and the type of dragon she is. They usually don't mate with humans. Not mate. Did I just say mate with humans? What the fuck am I thinking? Sorry. They just, like mate without make it sexual, but like yeah. <laughs> just mate. Like, they don't just don't bond with humans. Her thought. type of dragon, like they yeah. don't do that. Uh, the fact that she chose to was like a big deal. Yeah. Well, so going into this next question, I want to kind of answer this first, if you don't okay. mind. But what aspects of the world did you find most interesting? I think Basgath College as itself is just so interesting to me because it's kind of like it's a first thing that has been kind of like a Hogwarts. Yeah. You know, like most fantasy it's, books, like there, there's no schooling. There's no like, it's just, it, you're out there, and the- it's just you're you're there. Like I don't know, like I don't know. I just I love the idea of Basgath College, and that you have to cross the parapet to even like get there and be like the one. So I don't know. I just I love that aspect of it. Is that I, don't know, I love that world of Basgath College, and you have to you make it or you break it. Like that show the. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but yeah, I completely agree. Um, it gave me nostalgia for Harry Potter. Um, because I mean, what other fantasy books are they actually like in a schooling setting? Um, Hunger Games are not, Lord of the Rings are not, like Game of Thrones are not. There's, I mean, nothing. What is it? Um, divergent, but like you have to be. You're not in a school. You're in a. I was never a divergent fan either. I mean, and I've re- I read them. I read them, and I saw the movies. I don't think I saw. I don't think I read the last one. Yeah, me neither. I just I ne- it never did it for me. 
but the fourth wing. Yeah. So he's just, and it's like from the first chapter, you're just hooked. I don't. There's something about the writing style, something about it that's just like, okay, this is gonna be a ride, and it's gonna be a very fun ride. Exactly. Well, and so going into that. Um, so if you lived in the books world, so if you lived in the series, which quadrant would you want to be a part of? And just to refresh our listeners, the quadrants are riders, healers, scribes, and infantry. So I would 100% be a scribe. I am a book nerd through and through. I'd be a scribe. I know I would. I have a feeling I'd be a healer. Yeah, I feel like he would be too. Because, I mean, before you went into teaching kids, you wanted to be in, like, medicine, like, in the medical field. Um, And even teaching kids is kind of healing. I feel like it just, you have a healing. It's a different type of healing, you know? Like, I mean, it's just nurturing. Yeah. Like, healing can be nurturing. It doesn't have to always be, like, so. You're a very nurturing person, and I'm very, like, knowledge is power- and so that's not scribes are like, yeah, you would 100% be a healer. I would 100% be a scribe. As much but, as I want to be a writer, I mean, yeah, like I, I don't think I'd ever be a head. Oh, I'm afraid of heights. I just so listeners, when I was a kid, we grew up in Oklahoma and there was a park down the road and we used to go to this park. Our mom would take it to, to this park all the time. But to go to the park, you had to walk up a hill. And every time we would go there, I could not walk down the hill because I was so afraid of heights. I used to sit on my butt and scoot down the hill because I could not stand walking down it. Like, that's how afraid of heights I am. Like, I, I would not, I would not even make it to college to be a writer. Like, I would die. I'd fall off and sink to my death. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't love heights, but I don't know. I think I'd be a healer. I mean, yeah. do I love reading? Yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't know, like, if there would be, like, if I could choose, like, a duo, like, I would say healer and a scribe. Yeah. But one or the other, I'd be more of a healer. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you would be true knowing you. Uh, So moving on to that question. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about Violet as the main character and narrator of the story? Violet is unreliable. You heard that right. She's unreliable. She's overdramatic. She's very emotional um and that's what i love about her this book is told in first person we see everything through violet's eyes so i'm constantly questioning like is this real like i mean not is this real but like is this like how we should view this because we're seeing it how violet's saying it we're reacting how she's reacting um yes and she she's not she's nothing like Feyre. like Feyre in the akatar series Farah's more composed, keeps herself together, um, is more rational. Violet's not rational at all. Like, someone pisses her off or someone keeps a secret from her and she's like, what the fuck? Um, but that's why we love her and I see myself in her. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and also Violet never, you have to think, Violet never wanted this. She wants to be a scribe. Yeah, she little... wants to be a little quiet scribe with her best friend, Jacinia. Um, yeah, her mom forced her to be a writer. Like a lot of Violet's actions, I feel like aren't aren't like aren't actually Violet because it's like you're thrown into something that you don't actually want to do. You know, like take it as if 
instead of us going into these, you know, I mean, these divisions like they are here, it would be like your parents telling you, no, you have to go into the army instead of being an accountant. Yeah, exactly. You know, it would just be like, it would throw you off. You know, I mean, like, probably, you would not be the same person as an accountant as you are as going into army. You know, I mean, they're very polar opposites. Feyre is not like everyone else either. Like, she is, we don't know exactly her health condition, what it is, but we know she does have a health condition, which makes her a, not as strong as everyone else her age. Um, and... She's the underdog. No one expects her. Well, and she's never been trained for this. She, she's not been trained. She's been growing up thinking she's going to be a scribe. While her brother and her sister were heroic writers, that's not her. No. Well, like, because she didn't train to do so. She, did, she hasn't even been trained to walk the parapet. She was thrown into the parapet. She's had her nose in a book since she was a baby, and... She was her father's daughter. Yes, she is her father's daughter, and her mother is nothing like her. And I mean, I, we we have a question on her mother later, but mm-hmm. um, her and her mother just are polar opposites. And I mean, eventually, I hope we'll find out why her mom pressured her to do this. I mean, she can't just be that big of a witch that she was like, oh, "I want to risk my daughter's life." No. Um, but. She's her father's daughter, and her father was a scribe. Yes. Um. So we've kind of touched already on this other question, so I'm not going to ask that. But let's move on to our handsome fellow, Zayden. Mm-hmm. So Zayden, we learn, he he has a big background. <laughs> so um, Zayden, he, his signet is that he... He can do shadows and things like that. And his dragon's name is Sigail. And Sigail is mated to Taryn, who now is Violet's, Violet's dragon. dragon. So they're one all of Yeah, one of, one of her dragons. So now they are all kind of combined together. They're stuck with each other. They're stuck with each other. Because those two are in love, so now that makes Aiden and Violet kind of glued together in a way that Violet does not want. Well, because dragons can't, like, mated dragons, so Sigail and Taryn are mated, they can't mm-hmm. be apart for more than, like, two days. Two weeks. Is it two weeks? Oh, two weeks. Two weeks. I was just being... It, it, dramatic, but you're not, because I bet you... they. Okay, so they say, I'm pretty sure it's, like, two weeks or a week. But that's, like... It's not like that. Okay, makes- but... But that two weeks is the max. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After two days, they're crying. That's not. That's the max. It's like kind of like when you like fill up a cup. Like, what's a max you can fill it up? Like, should you do the max? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> but can you? Yes. So like, that's kind of like what they are. You can, but you sometimes shouldn't. So for the rest of their lives, Zayden and Violet are going to have to see each other because a rider and their dragon can't be separated either. But. With that comes, once you're with your dragon, that comes an emotional territory that you have to buckle up for. (laughs) Because, especially if your dragon is mated with another person. So, Violet experiences that during the book when Taryn and Sigail are doing their little timey times in Dragon (laughs) World. And so, Violet feels that because she hasn't learned how to put up her shield or anything like that. So who's there to help her? Zayden. 
Well, Zayden's lived with it for the past how years? Back a little bit. Let's 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 put the bus in reverse here. So, Vera mm-hmm. or Vera? <laughs> okay, Violet. Her mom is responsible for the death of Zayden's parents. Yes, and so Violet this- believes that Zayden hates her, and Violet was warned before going starting this journey by her sister: stay away from that boy, and far away. And then we should back up even a little bit more is that the only reason Zayden is able to be in like the writer's quad alive and not killed is because he was a child because his so technically there was a rebellion kind of like the rebellion that his parents led and his parents were involved with it. Well, he survived it, and they were kind of like, there were all these children left over well, they, from the rebellion. Well, they killed all the adults that were in yes. the rebellion, but their kids, they, they couldn't justify killing their kids. Um, well, they were going to kill them, but Zayden made a deal. Yes. It's not really a deal. He took the... He took the... He, 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 he took the... Um, Violet's mom beat the shit out of him for lack of a better term um he got whipped and destroyed and he has all these scars on his body and so all the other kids were protected um which violet doesn't learn that until they're very i don't think she's into the second book yeah so she had, but like there's but that's like zayden zayden has a history and even in the second book at the end of it there's still so much of Zayden's life that you we are still yeah we, we barely know zayden at this point i mean we know because we know whatever he tells, I almost I almost said favor again. We only know what he tells Violet, right? Yeah. Um, because Violet's our narrator, and so if he doesn't tell Violet, we as a reader don't know. That. Um, yeah. And so there's still a lot of his past and his history that he hasn't even told. Especially in Fourth Wing, as we get, I'm not going to spoil that because this is an Iron Flame episode. Once we get to Iron Flame, we do learn a little bit. You get a little bit more, but I'm not going to go there because. We got a whole episode. I was at. Yes. Um, so what is the next shit? Okay, so, well, back to Zayden, okay? So what did you think of Zayden as a love interest and initially antagonist of the story? So like I said on the earlier question, um, Feyre, oh my goodness. Take a shot every time I say Feyre instead of Violet. <laughs> Violet is an unreliable narrator. Um, she talks in the beginning a bunch about how she how she thinks Zayden hates her guts and wants her dead. And honestly, I don't think that's true. Um, I don't think Zayden Zayden's not the type of person to waste energy. Um, yeah. So if he doesn't like you, he's not thinking about you. Like he he's not gonna waste it. Like he's like indifferent. Like if he's indifferent oh, he's not thinking about like and she's constantly thinking about him like oh this yes. guy hates me he hates me he hates me but i honestly don't think he thinks twice about her and no. uh, they they well, start to flirt more i think it, it didn't help that her sister maya put that seed in her brain you know what i mean because um, maya was like oh do not talk to Zayden do not talk to him he's bad news do not do it do not do it you know like stick with Dane stick with Dane and at he's this your, point, you know he's your friend that's it you know at this point else. Violet really takes her sister's word oh she was her sister she might just, well, yeah she doesn't she, have her brother anymore 
Yeah, she really values what her sister thinks. Um, her sister is almost her sister's a hero. Like her sister is well known in the community yes. for being a very skilled writer. Well, and she helps her. So when she first goes, so when you first get into the writers, you say that you're going to the writers quadrant. That's when you have to walk the parapet. Well, before that time, most of the problems in the parapet come from that you're not in the right like letters and you're not in the right shoes or anything like that mm -hmm. and what i'm gonna lead into is her uh, to be friend rhiannon that she meets oh, so she makes it to rhiannon is the morgan of this book she yeah. as much as we like fangirled over morgan and how much we love more and guitar mm -hmm. rhiannon and more have similar vibes it, yeah they do and so luckily Violet had her sister to help her and it was kind of like you need these shoes because remember Violet wanted to bring like half her books with her it was like these are gonna take you off of the parapet like you're gonna fall to your like mind. walking a plank for the it, it's a it's a big long plank that's all it is yeah it went well what her all... sister get the tips from so her sister actually gives her a note and it has all these like hints and her sister got it her their oldest brother Brendan was also a writer and we learn early on that he died. Um, he was killed in combat. Um, but he passed on to Maya, like, tips and tricks on how to survive. And Maya gives that to Violet. Yes. And so, like, she was able to dress her in the right shoes because you don't want regular oh, boots because you'll slip. slip. It's raining. So it's, it's, usually it's nasty. Well, it's nasty weather yeah. this time around. And... So she's very thankful for this. Well, the girl in front of her is Rhiannon. And she doesn't know her. Think about this. Like, Violet doesn't even know who this girl is. But she sees her slipping. And in the middle of... Well, no, she can see her sleeping. What happens is, like, they're, they're like... They're, no, they're in line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like, we're in line right up. Sorry. And she sees this girl in front of her. And the girl in front of her is basically wearing the same shoes she yes. was originally going to wear until her sister was like, no, you can't find yes. attraction. And she's just sitting there eyeing these shoes. And she's like, give me one of yours. And the girl's like, what? And she's like, give me one of your shoes and I'll give you one of mine. So they both have one good foot with traction. Um, and that's the only reason Rhiannon's able to the cross. And after that, they're kind of like that. I feel like that was such a good part for Rebecca Yaros to give her like Violet somebody. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, Rhiannon's a great person, um, wonderful human being. Um, so, like, had she been, like, a bitch, she would have just been, like, afterwards, like, fuck you, thanks for the shoe, sure. we're not friends. But she immediately is just, like, you you saved my life. We were best friends. Also, it's, like, Violet, like, you just, you could have killed yourself. It says a lot about Violet's character here. She you could have killed herself. She could have kept her mouth shut. She could have just walked across it with two boots and let her... I mean, that's competition. Exactly. Everyone here is competing against each other. Because if you don't get a dragon, this is all for nothing, you know? You have to redo it. Yeah, exactly. You have to redo parapet. You have to redo everything. And so it's, it's, ever, it's really kind of like every man for himself. But Violet manages to make such great friends with some of these side characters that it isn't really every man for himself it is a team yeah it is a team 
And well, and she really gets to know that because she becomes friends with Reunion, 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 and so I feel like that just develops. It allows Violet to have her own world, you know, for the first time in her life. Because think about it, like she knows Dane's there. She knows it. Oh, yeah, we ain't always talked about Dane. Her Dane is her childhood best friend. Um, and he is a writer and he's at this college already. He's what, two years older than her? Yeah. So he's kind of like a, so like the way that I saw how, you know how there's like in Harry Potter, there's prefix who are like the older students that are kind of like yeah in charge. Like that's how I kind of saw like what his. They're like almost like a RA. RA. Yeah, exactly. Like in like college terms, like an RA. Yep, exactly. And so he's. He's there waiting, um, and he, he actually has no idea she's coming in because she was supposed to be a scribe. So when she crosses that pirouette, um, he's like, what are you doing here? Violet, why? And they're all crush on each other growing up, too. So we're all Team Dane at this point. Until you're... It's just like Tumlin. It, it, Rebecca, I was definitely on that Dane train at first. Oh, I think everybody was. Okay, enemies to lovers is a common romance trope. What did you think of how it was executed in this book? My only complaint was it happened too fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, Violet and Zayden get together fairly early, and and like for me, I like a slow burn. Um, so I want if I, I was the writer. They wouldn't have gotten together at all in Fourth Wing. It would have waited until Iron Flame. Because this is a five-series book, we need to, like, drag shit out, right? Yeah. Um, but Unless they're realistically speaking, realistically speaking, if I was Violet, I would have jumped Zayden to that early. So <laughs> I just kind of, like, I see both sides here. Like, I wish it was more drawn out, but, like, I get it, girl. I get it. You got this hot... Like shadow man, you got this hot, sexy, sassy man with a six pack on display. Like, what is a girl to do? Seriously, what these like, like so again, Zayden, he's from this rebellion. So what they did is that they have these relics kind of tattooed onto them. Oh yeah, he's so- a hot, sexy tattooed man. <laughs> So everybody knows who they are. So if you saw Zayden or any of these other um, other people, you would know that they were a part of their par- who their parents were because they're not keeping it disguised. Like they have these relics kind of tattooed on them, saying that their parents were who they were. Yeah, and I think that's unfair, but that's just my turn. Exactly. Like you don't know if they aren't their parents. Their parents. But, like, also, we don't, as a reader, again, we're in Violet's brain. We're not in anybody else's brain but Violet's. And Violet knows what her mom has told her. And she doesn't know mine. And her mom is their enemy. Like, again. And so, even when we get time flaying, we're, even at this point, we're still in the dark a lot about of what Satan even had to endure or what his family endures. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, so she's always seen them as the bad guy until she realizes, like, wait, I think my mom's actually the bad guy here. 
And so, like, I think that's what I hope what Rebecca Yaros does with the future is that she gives explanation, I guess, more on Zayden. Here's a side question for you. Not on our list. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Violet and Zayden are in game? This is a five series book. We've read two books. And I mean, they, they said, I love you in the first book. Do you think that by book five and the book five, they're still together? Okay, and a happily ever after book. Uh, I love to have a happily ever after. <laughs> yes, but then I don't know. Like I just I don't know because especially because again I'm not gonna spoil because we're not at Iron Flame yet. Because <sighs> the ending of Iron Flame leaves with such a cliffhanger, and we yeah. don't know when book three comes and what's gonna happen with that. And we, there's there's so many questions at this point of it. It's just kind of like if there's any more, what's gonna break Violet? So my opinion is no. Ugh. Like by the end of book five, they're not together. Whether it is one of them dies, I mean, even Violet could die. I feel like I feel like she could shift. I mean, even though it's first person. She could shift the point of view to someone else, like, very easily. I mean, we see that in Akatar where the point of view... Well, and she's already shown it. So, like, remember her in... The end of... Oh, there's a bonus chapter. Um, what yes, they do bonus... Yeah. So, like, she's she's dabbled in other point of views before. So that... I don't know. I think they end up, like, breaking up and hating each other. Like, I could see them, like, completely hating each other, but... I don't. I, I as much as I love them as a couple, I I don't see them together. Well, what if like Rebecca Yaros, just to be mean, kind of because there wasn't too much of like we said enemies to lovers. What like it was more of just like nothing yeah, to lovers exactly, which is why I think they're actually going to become enemies. Like, what if she does like a like a like nothing to lovers enemies for like who knows maybe even two books who my theory is that satan's going to do something that because violet's already like not to go to iron flame but in iron flame violet's already kind of just like pissy at zayden right like he's keeps secrets and doesn't tell her everything um and i feel like eventually something's going to be big enough to cause her to hate his guts and so i really do think they're going to be and see the worst part of that is that like what Zayden does isn't to hurt her. It's to see. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's some you know, things that are even left unsaid. Never, like, he's never done anything illfully to her. Yeah. And, I mean, or, he actually but, loves her. Well, we'll like, save that for Iron Flame's episode because I'm about to just start down a tangent. But, no, I don't. For Long story short, I do not personally think they're endgame. I don't think they're endgame. I think Violet does have an endgame out there. And I'm afraid it might be Dame. But I, I, ew, ew, ew. I don't. That's almost like as bad as like Hunger Games. You know how you're either like Team Pita or Gale. Like you know, you're one or the other. What did you think of the ending? Spoiler alert! We find out at the end that her brother Brendan is alive and well. Um, I threw my Kindle across the room. I'm not even kidding. Like, I was like, oh, well, my Kindle's broken now. Because I was just so, like, what? Like, I still, to this day, like, nothing. I don't I don't think I've ever read a, like, cliffhanger that good. Well, Rebecca Yars did such a good job of not even thinking that that was a possibility. Yeah, I know. I would have never guessed that, like, 
Oh yeah, Brendan's still alive. Mm-hmm. No, I mean there was no hint. The of- only, the only like position you had, Brennan, was because of that journal that he wrote for Maya, um, which yeah, and Violet ended up getting. So like that's the only like version of Brennan that you got to get until at the end of it you're like what and you're like what zayden knew this the whole time yeah i think that was like the most like mm. shocking like he knew the entire time Zay- or brendan was alive mm-hmm. so she wasn't even supposed to know that her brother was alive at this point oh yeah i mean the only uh, thing she found out is because she was so she was dying she was on the brink of death and the only person that could heal her was her brother because he's he's one of the strongest healers out there. Um, and so they really had no choice but to, I mean, Zayda knew it was like it was either tell her the truth about her brother or she dies. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't ready to lose her. There's still a lot to say. We literally just end with knowing he's alive in Iron or Fourth Wing. So you're funny. In- Rebecca Yarish just goes, and there was Brennan. Yeah, and then it ends. Dun, dun, dun. Legit chocolate my Kindle across. And look at you. You were only like five days away. Oh, yeah. So whenever I read Fourth Wing, I think I read it like five days before Iron Flame came out. So, like, I literally just, like, didn't even wait a week. I did. I had to I feel sorry for you guys. I had to wait. Um, let's play our very first round tonight of Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. <laughs> um... Let's go. I mean, guys, I do not support bestiality. So if I say a dragon name in here, like, I'm more not talking about fucking dragons. Just imagine they're a person, okay? Like, I think having crushes on cartoon characters, like, Gil from Finding Nemo is one of the hottest motherfuckers on Earth. Um, Scar from Lion King. <sighs> so fucking bad. Boy. Like, don't judge us. Like, you know you have felt attraction to a, a fictional, like, cartoon. I mean, okay. Let's pretend, like, well, not pretend. They are all fictional characters. Yep. So guess what? So drum roll, no matter, no matter if they're quote unquote human or not. Drum roll, please, here for you. Fuck Mary Kill. Zayden. Liam. Taryn. How dare you? <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I don't even know yet what I'm going to say. Okay, okay, all right. I'm going to marry... Okay, let's pretend what happens Liam doesn't happen. Okay, so we're doing, like, they're all alive. Yeah. So, I'm going to marry Liam. Because he's faithful. He's truthful. He's going to love you. Okay? I'm going to... I'm going to fuck Zayden because Zayden's just hot. Don't you dare kill my boy, Taryn. I have to kill Taryn. No, no. It's a grumpy old man. He's just a grumpy old man. Do I love him? Do I love him? Would this book be anything without him? No. But vastly different. Here's mine. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize, but I'm killing Liam. Um, I am fucking Zayden. And I am marrying marrying Taryn because I love him so much. I feel like the two of us could just bicker away and like see that's the thing that some bickering some bickering is hot like i like it like but see, if you can like hold your own with me bickering like 
But that, see, that, that doesn't explain us. Like, I'm not a bicker. Oh, yeah, you are. You're at all. all. I love to bicker. And so someone that can hold their own with me and bicker back, it's like, oh, what? That's kind of hot. So I'm editing this episode, and I get to the end, and I realize that our dumbasses didn't record an outro. So here I go. I'm Kat, and Steph is somewhere out there. Thank you for listening, as always. Um, we love talking about this book. It's one of our favorites. Our next episode will be about the last Akatar book, Silver Flame. That'll be coming out soon. Um, and then we will jump back to Iron Flame, the next book in the Fourth Wing series.